All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you're leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. You, Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be embarrassed or a burden to someone that's in your inner circle, please call the hotline at 988 and take option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. That's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date on our latest news, episodes, and, of course, the stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest, after losing her son, it's a 17-year-old son, she discovered the gift of time and the importance of putting our lives before our businesses. As the founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a virtual services agency specializing in online-based businesses, Along with her team, they empower overwhelmed coaches and consultants to build successful businesses without working longer hours. So without further ado, let's welcome Nicole Bandies to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Nicole. Hey, how are you? Great, great. I'm glad that we were able to connect. Uh, I think uh, Judy connected us, and I had a great interview with her, and she offered me up to you right away. So it's awesome to be connected in this world of technology and do this together today. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just, uh, you know, the seven, uh, se- seven degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all interlinked now via the, the interweb. So this is That's great. Right. So, Nicole, if you don't mind, tell us a little more about yourself, a little more than I blurb I just read for as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are today. Yeah, well, for sure. You know, I, I've always sort of called myself um, a lazy person in a sense, because I always wanted to find better, easier ways to do things. I mean, I was driven, I had a lot of drive and I wanted to get things done. um, But I didn't want to have to work hard. Um, So, (laughs) so I from and I'm a chronic migraine sufferer, so I couldn't really work hard. I had an excuse for not working hard. Um, but from a young age, I really sought easier ways to excel in school and get my work done. And I was always trying to find um, the better option. And I started teaching a lot of these skills and techniques to um, to other entrepreneurs and you know, like it said in the intro in 2013, my husband and I lost one of our sons. He was killed in a head on car crash. Um, and as I would imagine a lot of your listeners have probably experienced some sort of trauma in their lives. You often take that moment to kind of step back and reflect on why, why did this happen? What's the reason for this? What's the meaning behind this? And because I am the person that I am, I had to find purpose in it. I couldn't just kind of go through the motions and say, well, you know what? Um, It sucks and I'm always going to be in grief mode and that is what it is. I had to find a purpose. And the purpose that I found was that because I had always been very deliberate with the way I spent my time, I didn't have any coulda, woulda, shouldas from that experience. I didn't have those moments where I looked back and said, man, if only I had been doing this with him instead of that, 
I didn't have those moments. And it gave me a gift and an opportunity to provide that to somebody else to say, look, if I can take some of these things off of your plate so you don't have any coulda, woulda, shouldas, then that gives purpose to that loss. And it doesn't, he didn't die in vain for me then. Um, so that's really where it all kind of comes from is, you know, I, I built the skills because I was naturally lazy and I wanted to find better ways to do things. But um, it became my purpose and my passion when I realized that there's an opportunity here to empower others to really focus on doing the things that matter most with their lives. And that's, that's of extreme importance, especially for a lot of my listeners uh, who were in the military or police or, uh, or firefighters. They don't uh, realize the things that they're missing out on when it's happening. It's usually the aftermath like of something tragic that really brings it to light and like for us in service, we took took for granted that when we came home, everyone would be there. Yeah. We were the ones that would be missing or they'd miss us. They, we never never thought of the opposite side of the coin. So it, to understand that is what you went through is it's a horrible thing. But I think you came out of it and learned a different way of doing things. And you learned the value of time. And, and why do you think time is so important from from that perspective? We we. There's a lot of things that we can always get more of. We can make more money. We can, you know, work to improve our health. We can, you know, do all of these things. But the one thing we'll never get back is time. You know, my my son is military. Um, he he actually just finished his um, term last month, and but he missed almost missed the birth of his daughter because he was, you know, deployed during that. And I told him, I said, you know, you almost missed the birth of your daughter. Don't miss the rest if you don't have to, um, you know, and really think about the moments that when, when it comes to the end of the day, are you going to say, I should have been there? Um, because those are the things we can't get back. Um, we can always make, you know, we can always make the best of a situation and there's always going to be situations where you will miss and you are making the best choices for what it is in that moment. Uh, but it's being deliberate. It's making those choices intentionally with consciousness that, yes, I am choosing this over this and I'm doing it with intention. That's what matters. Definitely. And uh I missed my daughter's first day of school. I was deployed for that, so I missed that. Also, missed her first bout with chicken pox. So that was a good thing for me. That was a good thing, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was about the same time, so she, she never wanted to be five or six again. That was her. That was her mantra for a while. So I'd lived with that from a very far distance, and I got to not be there for that. But also, I missed out on. <clears throat> I missed out on it. Like, you know, I didn't realize the things I missed until I retired uh, many years later, and got to actually hang out with her again and learn learn who she was and who she grew up into. And it was a, it was a great learning curve and going on a tour with her when she wrote her book and uh, doing a book tour and being the, the book door dad, big tour dad, I guess, since I wasn't a cheer dad, I wasn't any other kind of dad. I missed all that. So I was the book tour dad. Yeah. So we that's awesome. Around. It's awesome. You got to do that with her. 
Yeah, it was an amazing journey, and uh, now she's my editor for my writing. So now she's my kind of boss, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> she's like, Dad, what the heck is this all about? <laughs> exactly. I get that a lot from her. Dad, you need to really not write like this. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for your constructive criticism. Yeah, you're not writing just to the vets here. You know, yes. they might have a different language altogether, but if you want to appeal to people other than just the vets, then we need to like tone down some of this a bit. That's a, you sound just like her. Wow, my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you took this, I mean, you took the, the pain and suffering and you went forward and you started the virtual A team and you operate that you uh, 20 hours a week, I think I read. So how do you run it? I mean, it's a successful business and it's only 20 hours a week. How did you manage to get that in, in line? And don't say it's because you're lazy. Come on. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I, when I set out to create Virtual A-Team, the one thing that I knew was that I wanted to have that freedom. I wanted to have the freedom to travel. Uh, my, my husband and I do RV trips all over the country and, you know, we'll be on the road for six or eight weeks at a time. Uh, you know, and I wanted to be able to spend time with my granddaughter and do those things. And I didn't want to be tied to this business. So from day one, when I created Virtual A-Team, my intention was always going to be, how can I create this with the intention of working less, not more? So knowing that that was my intention, early on, I was able to put systems in place, knowing that eventually this is going to be delegated to somebody else. I'm going to bring team members on that are going to do these things for me because I don't want to have to do the day-to-day -day grind of the business. I want to do the things that are connecting with audiences and, you know, brainstorming new ideas and moving big goals forward, not bookkeeping and marketing and accounting, you know, so um, those are definitely not my zone of genius. And as soon as I could, I knew with full intention that those things were going to be taken off my plate. Well, I mean, that's, that's awesome. You can actually do some of the work from your, from your RV as long as you have service too. So that, that's an awesome way to live right there. Yeah. And I'm usually working about two hours a week when I'm in the RV. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so that even goes down significantly mm -hmm. because I want to be out hiking. I want to be in nature. I want to be doing the things that, you know, are amazing. And I never know if I'm going to have reliable internet on the road. So, <laughs> so it's good to really pull back even in those times. I was going to say your connectability and when you're hiking or fishing or wherever out there, it's going to probably be wishy-washy as you go, depending on where you are, unless there's some weird tower that's in the middle of the woods where you are and yeah, gives you that yeah. awesome service. We just booked some time for Yellowstone next year. And I told my husband, I'm like, okay, you realize we're camping in the middle of Yellowstone. There's going to be zero internet connection for us for four days. Can you unplug that long? Cause he has a business as well. And he's like, I think I can manage. I'm like, well, I know I can, but can you? <laughs> Four whole days. Four whole days. <laughs> well, that'd be a beautiful trip, though. That's awesome. So time management, of course, is at the core of what you do. What are some tips you would give an entrepreneur just starting out to get their time management skills down to become like you are, be able to be free after 20 hours a week? You know, it's uh, number one is prioritize, really look carefully at your priorities, because as entrepreneurs, especially those starting out, we often think we have to do everything. I mean, like 
everything. We're comparing ourselves to these, you know, Mark Cubans and all of those people on Shark Tank who have been around for decades now and have huge teams to do all of these things. As an entrepreneur, especially a solopreneur starting out, there's going to be a lot of things that you do not need to start with. Social media, for example, you don't have to be on every social media platform. In fact, you almost only need to be on maybe one uh, until you get off the ground and running. Once you have the foundation of your business set up, then you can start focusing a little bit on getting the word out there. So think carefully about the things that absolutely have to be done versus the things that are, they are, um, I'm reading a great book right now called Finish by John Acuff. And he talks about hiding. Uh, these are tasks that you do to hide the things that you really have to do. Uh, you know, and they seem like they're important, but they're really not driving you forward right now towards your major goal. So set up those goals and use them as litmus. Is this action that I'm taking right now going to move me forward towards my next goal? If it's not, then then get back and get focused on those things that are important. Definitely. And uh, I can attest to uh, focusing on something different than I'm supposed to because like my college work, I always tend to wind up doing something totally different than I'm supposed to be on this computer while I'm supposed to be writing maybe a 20-page paper and then the last day of the week when it's due, that's when I write a 20 page paper and somehow I do it. I don't know how, but maybe that's the best way I work, but I do put things off a lot for that. Well, and that's partly why I actually, when I used to do a lot of productivity coaching, one of the things I told people is if you are a, a, a natural procrastinator, you were probably rewarded in school on a regular basis for procrastinating. You'd turn things in at the very last hour and get really good grades on them. So you were, it was ingrained in you that, Hey, I can just, Put that off until the last hour and it'll be fine. Uh, so if that's the way you work, then don't shame yourself for doing it. That's just your natural way of doing things. And that's that's when I get yelled at by my wife, who's a teacher. You shouldn't be doing that. You should do it all week. Well, whatever. I, I could. So, I could. Yeah. But that's not the way I'm going to do it. So therefore, I'm just going to be okay with the way I do do it. I got to play with the dogs during the week too. So there's other priorities. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, you mentioned in the part of your tips there about the, the entrepreneurs having a hard time delegating. Can you go into why they have that hard time? You know, there's a few reasons. One of them, this is our baby. I mean, you know, if you've ever had a child, you know that raising that child, it's a very personal thing. The decisions that you make around it are very personal and everything that goes into it is very personal. It is not just a business that you've created that is a separate entity from yourself. This is your heart and soul. And now to give over the, the, ability to somebody else to actually work on that. It's, I mean, it's like the first day of kindergarten when you're turning your child over to school and saying, okay, now I'm going to let somebody else raise this child of mine. It's a difficult thing to do. And while we know that we should be doing it, you know how much we should all over ourselves. We do it on a regular basis. So that's one of the, the hard things is that it's it's so much ingrained in who we are that giving it over to somebody else feels like you're letting go of something that you've spent so much time and effort building. That's why it was easier for me because I knew from day one that that's what I was going to do. Um, 
But another aspect is we're not taught in school how to delegate. In fact, in school, we're taught don't work with somebody else that's cheating. <laughs> so, you know, we're never really taught, uh, you know, those, those traits that are, here's how you delegate when you're assigning a task to somebody else, make sure that they're clear on what it is that you need to have done. Make sure that they know how to ask you questions, make sure that you're asking them how to think through and process the information. If they come back with questions, one of the things that I love to do with my team is ask them, well, what would you do? Because if you just give them the answer to that question, then you're training them to be dependent on you, which isn't taking any time off of your plate. You're just trading the time doing the thing for the time managing the people. That's not the goal. Um, so really get into how are you training them to be effective at their task so that they're giving you the best possible result, but they're also doing it in a way that's not dependent on you constantly. Awesome. Uh, and part of delegation is hiring other people or outsourcing, like you said earlier. And with we heard about virtual assistants all the time. Is the virtual assistant the best person for the entrepreneur to hire first? You know, a lot of times the, we all think that the answer is yes, but a lot of times the answer is no. Uh, and the reason being is a virtual assistant is a lot like, um, you know, the, the, the burger flipper at McDonald's. They are given exactly how to cook that burger and they are told do not deviate whatsoever from this task. Go flip the burger at 20 seconds, flip the burger again, then take it off and you're done. That's what a VA does very well. But a lot of entrepreneurs don't have their systems and strategies in place to be able to delegate that level of specificity. So as a new entrepreneur, you might not know how to send, set up and send out an email marketing campaign. But if you're going to give that over to a VA, you're expected to know how to set up and, 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 and send out an, an email marketing campaign. So if you need something that's higher level, somebody that can actually think through, that knows a lot of this strategy, that knows the how-to, then oftentimes a virtual business manager is going to be a much better choice for you to get started with. They don't require you to know exactly how to do everything in your business. They're providing a lot of that expertise to you. It makes a lot of sense there in a and the business manager also knows a lot of your day-to-day -day stuff as well. Is that Yeah, right they're your right hand. They're not sitting back waiting for you to give them instruction. They're going to you saying, hey, here's your goals. What do we need to be doing today to move these forward? Here's a few ideas that I had. Can we get going on these? Uh, so they're much more proactive in your business than a VA would be. So then after building the business into a little more of a mainstream success, then the, the virtual assistant can come in and the manager can actually help them. Right. That's where you start building the team. Your virtual business manager continues to manage the team for you. So now not only are they doing the business management and some project management, they're also doing the team management for you. Awesome. That's a lot of the, like when I get my guests, other guests for a show, I get a lot of virtual assistants that are the ones that write the wealth of the thing pitching to me mm -hmm. and then say, this is a buy this agency or something. And a lot of them always start off with the same cut and paste uh, start. We watched your show or listened to your show and it was great, blah, blah, blah. So I was asking, what show did you watch? Which episode? To see if they're really doing it. And most of those, the ones I asked that don't answer and I never hear from them again. 
then there's right. one that'll go back and look at it and say, oh, I listened to this one or very last one I put out. So I'll give you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing is we actually do podcast guest outreach and we have a very uh, much higher level approach to it than that. Um, because you're right. I, because I have my own podcast, I get those pitches too. And they are very canned and very generic. And our strategy really is much more uh, put some thought into it and really take the time and effort to understand the podcast to make sure that that's a, a good podcast for the guests that you're pitching it to. Because so many of these we get pitched and it's like, did you even read what this podcast was about before you pitched it? I mean, seriously, <laughs> or are you just blanketly throwing spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of bad ones out there for sure. I get the, uh, I get inventory, I get money for how many people come on or how many people shows put me up my boss on there. Okay. Whatever. You're right. Yeah. We <laughs> guarantee X number of shows. It's like, okay, great. But that doesn't guarantee the quality of the show. Exactly. Yeah. It makes me, uh, yeah, I, I could, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> now I have a, I have a canned response to those now. So I guess I'm, I'm just as guilty. So. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I've become my own virtual assistant. <laughs> so we talked about delegating and of course, hiring a business manager and then downline a virtual assistant. But what, what is actually delegating smarter? Yeah, so delegating smarter is delegating projects rather than tasks. It's this idea that uh, if you're delegating tasks, you're still going to be tied towards the management. You're going to be tied to um, doing all of the review, making sure everything's right. You're the one that's setting up the processes. You're just not physically doing the actual task. But if you delegate smarter, you delegate a project to somebody and you say, okay, I don't want to have to deal with the details. All I know is I want um, a social media campaign created. And I know you're going to be the right person for that. Go create me a social media campaign. Ask me whatever questions you need, but otherwise it's on you. I trust you. Make it happen for me. This is delegating smarter because when you can give over an entire project, you're not having to micromanage all of the details. And again, it goes back to that. Are you trading time doing the task for the time managing the tasks? That's not gaining you anything. You want to delegate the project so that then you're just managing the big picture and not the small details. That's awesome right there. And for the entrepreneur starting out, how do they know when the light can come on and say, I can actually outsource. Yeah. You know, there's, there's different points. Um, and we're actually working on a quiz right now for virtual 18 that talks about, you know, how ready are you to begin outsourcing? And there are points along every journey that it is perfectly feasible to outsource as long as you have the budget to do so. So even at the very beginning, you could outsource brand creation, website design, logo creation, all of those basic things that you need help creating at the very start of your business if you have the budget to do so. So at any point along your journey, 
the next phase might be, you know, building that awareness for your business and getting more people to be aware of it. So then you want to build some social media strategies. You want to build some, you know, maybe a podcast or do other things that are going to get more attention to the fact that you actually have this business. Then the third level might be to really start putting some systems in place so that you are becoming more efficient. And as you're bringing in more clients, it's not taking exponentially more of your time. In fact, it might be taking less because you have better systems in place. And then the, you know, the fourth level is really scaling your business and growing it to a much bigger level than you are now. So at any point on that journey, that entrepreneurial journey, you could be outsourcing different tasks in your business. And it's just a matter of, do you want to do that or do you want to spend the time doing those things yourself? Awesome. Great. Great way to look at that. And uh, knowing and having a quiz on there would probably have a lot of entrepreneurs actually know where they are and if they can at that point, like gold level, bronze level, silver level. So they know thing this lights on. I can outsource all this whole side of my business now and I can just kind of start stepping back and be happy. Right. Exactly. Or maybe get an RV and drive Get around. an RV <laughs> and hit the road. <laughs> hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Nicole, you talked about your podcast. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little more about your podcast, how you got that started, and how, how long you've been doing that? Yeah, so we just, uh, just released our 102nd episode. It's called Coaches Copilot, your online business management podcast. And we cater to coaches, consultants, authors, all of those individuals that have a thought, a knowledge product, something that they want to sell to others that kind of comes out of their head. Uh, this could be group coaching, could be consulting, you know, those kind of things. And we teach them both how to build and grow their business. So we're bringing on experts that have knowledge on social media, on website design, on email funnels, all of those good things. But we also teach you how to delegate smarter uh, and give you tips and strategies around being more productive and more efficient with your time, because that's obviously my background. Uh, and we love to bring on vets. I'm, you know, my dad was in the Navy. My son was in the Army. I, I did a stint in ROTC, although I never signed up for the actual military. I still have a fondness for it. Um, and I have a passion for, you know, for those that serve our country in various ways. Uh, so it's all about giving back to them and uh, finding ways that we can do that. And we hire a lot of military spouses in our business as well. So um, veterans and military spouses. Awesome. And how does someone get in contact with you for either the show or to hire you for the virtual A-Team? You can find us all at virtualateam.com. The quiz will be up there pretty soon. So hopefully by the time this episode goes live, we'll have that up there for you. Uh, the, the podcast links are all up there as well. So one place to remember, virtualateam.com. And if you remember from the 80s, you know, the A-Team, well, just add a virtual onto that. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully they can remember to just leave that uh, the virtual on there and that'll be their, their lifeline there to help and you giving them help and get, making them have a better, I guess, time managed life. That's right. Yes. Make more time for what matters most. Exactly. Well, Nicole, thanks for uh, taking some of your time tonight to hang out with us on the Misfit Nation and sharing all your, your tidbits to help the entrepreneurs listening to get out of their own way and maybe have a little more time at the end of the week to be with their families. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity. It means a lot to me. Awesome. Thank you.
Well, thanks for coming in and checking us out and being part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com to catch up on all our episodes and also to get some of that Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are Misfit Nation.